Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We thank God tonight. We thank Jesus today. Amen. Our God is an awesome God. And uh, he's faithful. The Bible says he's very close to them that call upon his name. If you call upon the name of the Lord faithfully, he will honor you. Amen. If you call upon God faithfully, he will honor you, he will bless you, and he will always meet you at the point of your need. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, one thing about walking with God is that when you walk with God, you get to learn so many things. Amen. You will learn so many things. And sometimes, before you are done learning, you have bruises all over your body. Hallelujah. Before you're done learning, you have bruises all over your body. I said in Letabile, uh, I, was, I was talking, I said that nobody is an apostle until you are first a disciple. Amen. The word disciple is gotten from the word discipline. If you cannot be disciplined by God, you cannot graduate from the position or the level of discipleship to apostleship. Amen. It is true all the... You've heard people say, I'm, a, I'm an apostle. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. Apostleship is not a title. It's a responsibility. Apostleship is not a title. It's something very heavy. Hallelujah. So in the process of growing and in the process of learning and in the process of becoming, you will, in most cases, be beaten up. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think there's somebody that uh, the Lord is speaking to that, you know, uh, sometimes when you're growing and you're bleeding, you're growing and bleeding, growing and crying, growing and in pain, it's a necessity. It's very important. It's not because God hates you, but it's because God is pruning you. He's working on you, maturing you, and getting you fit and ready for the assignment and the responsibility that is ahead of you. Somebody say, I'm ready to go to the next level. Say, I'm ready to move to my next level. Amen. Alright, we are going to look at something this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to look at something very important this morning. Then I'm going to share a few things with you on where we stand at the moment. In, uh, in about, uh, about our venue of where we'll be worshipping. Amen. Well, let's look at the board. John, Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Mark 11. We'll look at verse 1. Mark 11 verse 1. Mark 11 verse 1. Mark 11 verse 1. Are you there? No, no, no. Go to John. Sorry, not Mark. John. John, please. John. John 11. 
John 11 Baladama Sadabagaza Alright, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus. When you hear the word certain, it means is not a myth. It's not just a story. It actually happened. A certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother was sick. <laughs> Amen. See, Bible had to Bible, Bible had to make us understand which Lazarus it was. And showed us the connection and the association between Lazarus and Jesus. So there was that there was a connection. You know, there was that connection that this Lazarus is not a far away Lazarus. It's a Lazarus that had connection, contact with Jesus. Amen. This Lazarus is a Lazarus that had contact with is not another Lazarus. This Lazarus is not a foreign Lazarus. It's not a Lazarus that had never met Jesus or a Lazarus that had never connected with Jesus in any way. Alright, follow me. Then it says, which anointed the Lord's feet and wiped, anointed with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother, Lazarus, was sick. Alright. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. <laughs> you know, when you when you're writing a letter to God, say, Lord, this me, oh, me. Me that you said you love. Me that has done a lot of things for you. It's me oh, that is going through this problem. So, she was being very specific. Trying to talk to Jesus. You know, even with God, when God was telling Abraham to sacrifice his only son, he said, Abraham, give me your son. Placing more emphasis, he says, thy only son, whom thou lovest. In fact, God was even trying to remind, God was reminding Abraham that the son I'm asking you to give is your only son, no? and the one that you love with all of your heart. Alright. So, he said, whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Alright? The message we heard on, on Friday. If you were not here on Friday, I don't know where you were. Amen. We, we heard, we, it was awesome. Now, he says, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. In John chapter 5, when his disciples, John chapter 5, when his disciples asked him, uh, master who did sin. He said, neither this man nor his parents, but that the work of God should be what? Made manifest in him. Alright? So now Jesus said that this should be so that the name of the Lord will be glorified through it. Okay, verse 6, verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved Martha, her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved Martha, her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. You see, I, I love this. Okay, let me just finish before I start talking. Alright, love them, then go to the next verse. He loved them, but then 
you know, he didn't re respond. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still. He still stayed two days in the same place where he was. Amen. I know, maybe, maybe I've preached from this scripture before, but I'm, I want to show you something else that I've never talked about before. Then after that, said he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. Verse, and his disciples said unto him, Master, he, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and go as that. Now, now you see a demonstration of love coming in now. A demonstration of love coming in. Because sometimes you're like, you want Jesus to show up in one way and that to you is going to be a proof that Jesus loves you. And Jesus is not showing up in that way. He's showing up in another way. Now the proof of love here is this. The Jews told him, the disciples told him, the Jews want to kill you and you still want to go through the, he said, I'll go. Because I love that man. Though I am not coming at the right time, at the, at, the, at the time they expected me, but I will go through the hurdles and through the danger to meet the one I love. Mm. Beautiful. Alright. Now he says, his disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee. And goest thou thither again? Are you going there again? We are the one who kill you. But because he loves somebody there, so he says that he will go there. Alright. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not because he seeth the light of this world. Okay. Verse 10. Verse 10. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. Alright. The next verse, 11. This thing said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus. You, you, you can see specifics. Jesus was being, he was just talking about Jesus was he wasn't just saying Lazarus is sick. He was showing the, the, the proximity, the connection and the relationship between him and Lazarus. He said, our friend Lazarus is sleeping, but I go that I may wake him out of his sleep. And his disciples, next verse, his disciples said, no, master, if he's asleep, he will do well. You know, let him sleep, let him rest if he's asleep. And he says, Lord, if he's asleep, he will do well. Verse 13, how be Jesus speak of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. And Jesus opened up and said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Alright, and I'm glad for your sake, and I'm glad. Now you see, you see, you see the problem, another confusion there. Amen. Lazarus is dead, but I'm happy. Praise God. And religious people say, How can you say you love this guy now? He's dead, and you say you are happy. Okay. Now he says that it's for your sake that I was not there. To the intent you may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. Alright? Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us go, that we may die with him. In other words, let's go. They are, the Jews want to kill him. Let's go and, and die with him there. Alright? Then when Jesus came, he found that he, he had lain in the grave for four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs of and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. 21 and the last. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, our brother wouldn't have died. If you had been here. She understood the power of the presence of God. 
Lord, my brother died because you were not here. But if you were here, my brother would not have died. Alright, let's look at 21, the 22, then we end there. 22. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to you. Okay, let's look at 23 again. 23. 23. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Okay, let's look at 24. 24. Martha said unto him, I know. You see, Martha was also confused. She said, I know that now that you are here, anything you say, God will give you. But now she was confused. Martha said, I know that thou, that he shall rise again in the... In other words, she's saying, I know he will rise, but it's not today. It's in the future. Procrastinating a miracle. Alright. At the resurrection of the last day, then I go to 25. 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live again. Okay, verse 26. 26, and whatsoever liveth, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? 27. She said unto him, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Alright? Verse 28. And when he had so said, he went away and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The master is come and called for thee. The master wasn't actually calling for her. Um, you know, it wasn't. Did the Bible say the master was calling for her? No. The Bible didn't say that. But she went and said, The master called for thee. All right, verse 29. 29. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Let's look at 30 and, and end there. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town but was in that place where Martha met him. God bless his word. Amen. Okay. Let's start by, let's start by um, uh, looking at uh, the importance of uh, the importance of of prayer request. Let's begin there. The importance of prayer request. Man is connected to his desires. Your desire is what in a way determines who you become. Your desire controls your direction or determines your direction. Your desire determines your speed and determines your passion or your ambition or your goal and your drive. A man who does not have a desire is a man who would not have a reason to wake up in the morning to go to work. A man who does not have a desire is a man, you know, when we say a man is lazy, lazy people are people that lack desire. A lazy man is someone who does not desire anything. He is a man who, he has lost enthusiasm, he has lost zest. He has lost ambition. He has lost vision. He has lost passion for everything. So even if, even if he knows, even if he knows that what I do, I have to, if I, if I must make ends meet, I must be able 
to do what I have to do in order to get that work. But because there is no desire and there's no passion, he wakes up in the morning and he sleeps again. He wakes up again. He sleeps again. He wakes up again. He sleeps again because there's no desire. Now in Mark chapter 11, Jesus talking about desire. He says, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. And the Bible says, the hope deferred, make the heart sick. In other words, when the desire is truncated, when the desire is, is, is diverted, when you have a desire and your needs, your desires are not met, it makes the heart to become sick. So scriptures is very clear on this one that everyone must have a desire. You have a prayer request, you have a desire, you have something that you desire of the Lord. And it is God's intent, intent, intention for you to receive whatever you desire. That's number one. The number two thing that I saw here is that Jesus would, in most cases, not come to you at the exact time that you expect him to come. All right? In most cases, the reason Jesus doesn't do that is because he expects more people to get to hear about your problems. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father. So the more, the better. The more people, the better. So God, in most cases, would want more people to get to know about the issues and the things that you are going through. So now, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, I'm going to give you a few points, okay? Lazarus was sick. The Bible says that Jesus, even though the Bible tells us that he loves Lazarus, Jesus did not jump and run to Lazarus. He didn't jump. In fact, he heard that Lazarus was sick. He stayed even more days. And here he was telling us, and I'm happy. I'm glad that Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. I'm happy. How do you get happy for the death of someone that you love? How do you? Now the reason is this. Jesus knew that he was going to do something about the situation. Follow me. Amen. Jesus knew he was going to do something about the situation. And Jesus rested even the more. Now which means that sometimes God would even wait. In fact, let me say this. I think I said it was it on Friday or, or, or Sunday. That Jesus uh, uh, prayed for Jairus' daughter that was dead. And the lady came back to life. And the people said, oh, she was sleeping. She was sleeping. No, Jesus just came. She was in a state of coma. Jesus just came and she woke up. Jesus said, no problem. And one time Jesus was walking uh, through a city. And a widow, a widow of Nain, her only son was dead and was in the coffin. And Jesus went and touched the coffin. The guy woke up. And people said, no, 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 no. The guy, he was still breathing somehow, somehow. He was still going to come back to life. Jesus said, okay. Now a centurion servant was dying. Jesus, and everybody, no, but now, so when it was the Lazarus time, Jesus had to wait for the medical report to confirm that this guy is medically confirmed dead. And not just that, he waited as well for the undertakers to finish their job. He waited for the undertakers to buy the coffin and do the funeral and put the guy in the grave. He made sure that happened. 
that everything, everyone was there and people also came and ate the rice. People already ate rice for the funeral because the guy was buried. They ate the rice already and drank the coke. Praise God. They, they, according to them, it is over. Lazarus is gone. Everybody in the city knew about the death of Lazarus. So Lazarus was not the person who died in a room and people just cried secretly. No, the funeral was voiced abroad and everyone knew that Lazarus' funeral was today and they buried Lazarus and everyone went home. Now what was happening? Mary and Martha. Listen to me. Mary and Martha were not just crying because their brother was dead. Mm -mm. Because you see, the moment Jesus came in, the first thing Martha said to him, Lord, if you had been here. And for some of you here, that is the question that is always in your heart. That is the, that is the word that is always in your mind. Oh, if God had moved when he supposed to move. If God had done it when he was supposed to do it. If God had, if God had just, if God had just done, if, if, you know, you know, th th that's what we do all the time. Look, if God had just spoken when he was supposed to speak. If God had just appeared when he was supposed to appear. This thing would have, so in other words, the broken heart of Mary and Martha was not just because their brother was dead. It was also because Jesus that claimed to love them did not show up when they needed him the most. Because they sent a telegram to Jesus and they knew that Jesus got it. Because the Bible says and there was a message sent to him that he whom thou lovest is sick. He heard about it. It's not like he didn't. No. And another thing is the people who sent the message were aware that the message reached Jesus. Yeah, they were aware. That's why she said, if you had been here earlier, our brother would not have died. In other words, Jesus, we sent you a message, but you got our message and you did not come. We sent you a message. You love us. In fact, when I wrote the letter to you, I stated there clearly that master, the Lazarus I'm talking about is not another Lazarus. It is the Lazarus whom thou lovest. And you know what, what? I read scriptures, the Bible says, any person God loves, God rebukes and beats. He beats those that he loves. So, let's continue. Now, Mary and Martha, their greatest disappointment was that Jesus never showed up on time. Never showed up. Lord, if you had showed up one minute ago, if you are showed up two days ago, I wouldn't be in this situation right now. If you had, if you had appeared when I asked you to appear, why did you take this long? And matters, matter Mary, in fact, that was their greatest disappointment. Why? Because they have seen Jesus raise countless dead people. They have seen Jesus perform countless miracles. They have seen Jesus do incredible wonders. They have seen Jesus now. And Jesus, oh, the most painful one is that every miracle Jesus did, he did to strangers. Somebody, people that never contributed to his life. Can I tell you something? In fact, the Bible specifically told us that the Mary that he's talking about is the same Mary that came and broke a box of alabaster oil and anointed the feet of Jesus. Can you imagine that? 
That's the Mary. And Mary was right. The Bible says, it is that Mary that anointed his feet with oil, whose brother was sick. So this one is that every time Jesus is in Bethany, Jesus goes to their house to eat breakfast or to eat lunch or to have supper. It's in their house that Jesus goes all the time. So they had contributed to the welfare of the ministry of Jesus. And now somebody is sick in the same house. Somebody has a problem in the same house. And the Jesus is not coming. You know there are people who get angry at God. Lord you know I'm very angry. I'm very angry at you. I'm very angry. Because you are not doing what I've asked you to do. And sometimes some people say, Lord, you know, I've been serving you. I've been doing everything for you. But you are not showing up for me. You are not giving me what I want. Let me tell you something. It's quite uh, fortunate or unfortunate. Sometimes when you, you, you know, you know, when you love somebody or someone loves you, there are, there are desires and there are expectations. There are things you expect from the person. Alright? There are things you expect. You expect, okay, now if this person claims he loves me or she loves me, there are certain things this person should do for me to show me that he loves me. In most cases with God, is different. It's different. In fact, with God, the more, the closer you go to God, the tougher it gets. Can I say it again? The closer you get to God, the tougher it gets. When I say tough, you know, there, there's something, there's something about, there's something about the toughness. Watch this. There's something about the toughness. Sorry, it's very hot here. Very sorry. There's something about the toughness of God. When God is tough towards you, there is that sweetness in your heart. You, you see, he, Jesus said, Jesus said, the sorrow of God is not like the sorrow of the world. In other words, when God is punishing you, it's, it, it's sweet bitter. It's a, it's a mixture of bitterness and sweetness. Where you know that God is punishing you. When I say punish, you understand what I'm talking about? When God is dealing with you, when I say God is dealing or beating you up or punishing you, there is a mixture of bitter sweetness in it. Jesus said, he said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly, you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, my yoke, the yoke that I give you, it is a yoke but it's an easy yoke. In other words, the world kind of yoke can kill you, but the yoke that I give to you cannot kill you. It will even make you happier. Now, how are you going to enjoy the yoke of God, the yoke that God has put on you? How are you going to enjoy it? You're going to enjoy the yoke by how you treat and handle whatever yoke God is putting on you. Praise God. So they were waiting for him to come. He didn't come. Now, another thing is, Mary and Martha, they were angry. Why were they angry? Jesus, you mean? You mean you are giving more attention to people that never contributed to your life? You are giving more attention to people that never helped you in any way? You are giving more attention to people that never did any good thing?
it for you and we that have been here trying to make sure that your life is better we sent a message to you and we know we know okay let's say you didn't come the the, 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 the same day but at least two days or one day later you could have shown up what are those people that you are giving more attention than us who are those people that you are you are, you are, you, you allowed the one that you claim to love to die and you have abandoned us and you are giving more attention to people that never helped you and i'm telling you that could that can be very frustrating i'm telling you it doesn't matter how spiritual you are when somebody that has contributed so much to your life is not giving the attention and someone who has never done anything for you is getting all the attention and all the accolades is very painful very very painful i'm telling you these were spiritual people christians people who but this one beat their imagination they just couldn't handle it that was why she said master how come you how could you do this to us how could you treat us this way? Our brother was sick. The one, the one, the Lazarus, the one and only Lazarus you know. We sent you a message telling you our brother needs help. You never replied. At least you could have spoken a word from where you were saying Lazarus leave. And Lazarus, was that not what he did to Jairus' son? He said go, your son is here. And that was it. The Bible says he spoke the word and as soon as the man got home, his servant was healed. Sorry, the centurion man. His servant was healed. He said, speak the word and my servant shall be healed. And he went home and the servant was healed. Jesus could have spoken from where he was. For he sent his word and his word healed them and delivered them from... He could have done that, but he never did it. It's like somebody sent you sent you WhatsApp message. Very critical message. Telling you I'm dying. And the person sees that it has been red. Two ticks and green. And you did not respond. He sees you appear online all the time and yet after they've told you how bad the situation is, no response. That's what happened. How could you feel when you know that you are in dear need and the person that can help you is a person you've been helping all your life? How do you feel? How would you feel when you know that this person can just snap a finger and everything that you are praying for and everything that you need will be supplied? How would you feel? But yet the person is not doing anything. He's not applying. He's not telling you he's coming. He's not telling you. Because the Bible says when Jesus came, they heard he was in town. They heard. He never told them he was coming. He just kept quiet for four days. And let me tell you, in those days, if you die, there's, there was nothing like mortuary. They don't have mortuary. If you die now, they are burying you immediately. You know, Jesus was buried the same day he died. Ne? They don't take people and put in mortuary. There was nothing like mortuary in those days. You die now, they put you in the grave. Praise God. So, when the man died, listen, the same day, Jesus heard that the guy was sick. Was the same day. Jesus was supposed to show up. But Jesus never did. He stayed. Continue doing. Maybe he was not even doing anything. 
He was maybe was maybe was not busy at all. He was just doing other things and all that. He was looking at his oh let night come, let tomorrow come, oh let another day come. He was just waiting for 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 Lazarus to be confirmed completely dead and buried. Can I tell you something? That Lazarus was not just dead. Lazarus was not just buried. Lazarus was already decomposing because the Bible says he was smelling already. The situation was so bad that if you look at it, there was no way you can tell that Lazarus can come back. There is no way. You know, you know that, oh my God, I, I, I just heard something right now. It doesn't matter what you have missed in life. And you went for interview. They told you that you cannot get the job. We have already given it to somebody. We serve a God who can reverse the verdict. That your amen is too hot. God can reverse any verdict. It doesn't matter the plans. It doesn't matter the decision. God can reverse any verdict. Even if they've already put a stamp on it and they said there's nothing we can do about this, God can reverse the verdict. They carried the man, tied him up. With grave clothes. Buried him. And he was there in the grave. Gone. Dead completely. Then four days later. Jesus showed up. When Jesus showed up. Watch this. The Bible says. Jesus was in. A, can you imagine? He came. Yet he was still in another city. Just, just wasting more time. Did you hear that? Open that scripture. Put that scripture again. Put a scripture. Let me show you. The Bible says, Martha ran to tell Mary about that Jesus was not yet in that city. He was around. Yet, he was still delaying. Still wasting time. <laughs> Lord, why are you not fast? You should have... You you should have come long, but now you are just in the street next door. Yet, you are still there. With this matter is too critical. Lord, this matter is too bad. How come you are taking it for granted? It is death we are talking about here. We are not talking about something. It is death. It is a matter of life and death. Jesus, how come you are still taking too long? Let me tell you, you might read the Bible that's what I've told you guys. Anytime you read the Bible, please read the Bible. Get the picture out of scripture. Don't just read and say I've read today. No. Get the picture out of scripture. That is what guarantees a beautiful future. If you cannot get the picture out of the scripture, you cannot have a beautiful future. You learn to capture the picture of the future from the scripture. That is what we call in-depth study of God's word. So they were waiting. And she went he said, Master, if you had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said to her, Do you believe that I'm the resurrection and the life? And say, Yes, Master, I know, I know, I know. I know you can raise my brother. But you know what? Right now, he's already smelling. We are only going to wait for the resurrection. In other words, that woman knows the Bible. Yes. 
for her to talk about the resurrection of the dead on the last day, it means she knew the Bible. But then the problem is she knew the Bible, but she never knew the God of the Bible. It is possible to own a Bible and don't know the God of the Bible you own. It is possible to read Bible back and forth. It is possible to know what is in Psalms 23. Yet you don't know the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is a practical God. The God of the Bible is a God that answers prayers. So if you have not yet known the God of the Bible, knowing the Bible alone is not enough. Because she was procrastinating. Jesus said, since I am here, your brother will live again. She said, I know my brother will live. You know, let me tell you, anytime you want God to do a miracle for you, learn to avoid the word that looks like procrastination. Like when you say, it shall be well. It will be okay. Everything will be alright. When you do that, you are not really showing that you know your God. Yeah, that's what, that was what she did. She said, my brother will rise again on the resurrection of the dead. That is when my brother will come back to life. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. That resurrection you are waiting for in the last day, it is me now. Did you get what I just said? Mary is waiting for resurrection. Jesus said, that resurrection they told you in the Bible, it is me. I am here now. And if I am here, your brother will rise again. So, try to avoid it shall be. It will be. It might be. It could be. It may be. Try to avoid it in your word. The Bible says, let the just say it is well with my soul. You must learn to always bring the word to today. Tell yourself, it is already well. I am walking in my victory. Praise the Lord. So, now Mary was like, alright, we know. We know our brother will rise again on the last day. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and I'm the life. He said, he that were dead, though he was dead, but yet shall he live again. Now, when we talk about death, death does not necessarily talk about just a physical death of the body. Anything that dies in your life, it doesn't matter how much it has been concluded, if it is dead just with a of God and an encounter with the resurrection himself that thing will come back to life. Has your hope gone? Is your faith dead? Is your vision dead? Is your plan dead? Is your future dead? When it meets with Jesus, it comes back again. Nothing dies on the altar of God. If it's in the hand of God, it will live again. Alright. Now, what did she do? She ran and she lied. She told her sister, the master is calling for you. Jesus never sent for her. 
But she just went. I don't know what came over her. She just went and said, the master is looking. Jesus never sent her. And the Bible says she left where Martha left where she was and was running to meet Jesus. And everybody thought that she was running to the grave. But I thank God for, for Martha. They told her that the master is around. She, she left the people that were consoling her. She said, enough of pity party. Enough of telling me sorry. I heard the master is around. I'm running to meet the master. He said, don't, don't mistake it for that I'm running to the grave. I'm not going to look at what is already dead. I'm running to meet he who has the power to bring my brother to life. Am I talking to somebody here? And they said, no, 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 don't go, don't go. Please, sorry. She said, enough, I'm sorry. I know my brother is dead. Sorry will not bring my brother back to life. Let me go and meet he who has the power to bring my brother back to life. And she left the people and ran away. Sometimes you got to run away from people who make pity party. You got to run away from people who always tell you sorry. Am I talking to somebody here? Run away from people. You need somebody who can come and stand with you in prayer. Not somebody who will come and tell you sorry. If I'm sick, pray for me. Don't tell me sorry. If I'm frustrated, don't tell me sorry. Pray for me. If I'm down, don't tell me sorry. Pray for me. Am I talking to somebody here? You don't need people who are professionals in telling people sorry. You know in Ghana, in Ghana there's a group of people, they are called the criers. If somebody dies in your family and there's not enough people to cry, you go and pay them. Hey, my daughter, she's here. <laughs> eh? Amen. Praise God. The Bible says, you know, so those kind of criers, they are the people who do what? Who come, they cry and cry and cry. In fact, I saw it, I saw it in Cameroon as well when I went to Cameroon. Somebody died next door and I was, I was upstairs and I was just watching. You could see people were crying. They were drinking, crying. <laughs> they said, please. They were speaking in French. Please don't, don't worry, okay? Don't worry. <laughs> drinking alcohol while they were telling sorry. The same people I don't know if there were people who were genuinely sorry because the Bible says when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead they started conspiring to kill Lazarus again. So the same people who were telling her sorry for the death of her brother were the same people who conspired to kill Lazarus again. Don't tell me sorry. You want to show me you really care? Pray for me. Tell me what God can do. Tell me how God can raise me up. Am I talking to somebody here? Well, for some of us, you like sorry more. Hey, you came. He only prayed and prayed and prayed. He didn't tell me sorry. He only pray, only prayer. That is the only prayer. He didn't tell me sorry. Prayer is better than sorry. You need someone to pull you up by the hands. The Bible says, the Bible says in Acts chapter 3, when Peter and John went to the hour of prayer to the temple, they saw a man that was lame by the gate called Beautiful. He was looking for money. They told him, silver and gold we don't have. Such as we have we give unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. The man refused to stand up. They pulled him up. I said, get out of 
Jesus. Those are the kind of people you need. You don't need people to tell you sweet words. You need people to pull you by the hand and tell you you can remain here and tell you you can get out of this and tell you you are greater than this challenge. You are greater than this problem that you face. They say, oh God, rise up and walk. The mouse is saying, please give me. They say, shut up. Boom. When they lifted him up, the Bible says immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. He began to run all over the place. For everyone under the sound of my voice, any area of your life that is under attack, I came with a word from God to you to tell you that a miracle is happening to you now. The God who is the resurrection and the life, he shall give you a miracle. So, what happened? They ran. When she ran, and she got to where, she got to where uh, Jesus was, and Jesus said, "I'm the resurrection and the life, and all that." And Jesus, said, I'm coming to wake him up. Now, she started complaining again. Lord, he is dead for four days. He's already smelling. Sometimes people will tell you the situation is already bad. Sometimes you'll be the one to say, you know what, this thing is already bad. It's, it's gone beyond repair. There's nothing we can do about it. But Jesus said, don't worry about it. Let's go. So when they got there, and uh, he said, where did you bury him? They said, he's there. He said, take away the stone. They said, no, Lord, please. I, I'm, you know, we know you are. How many of you know? That Lazarus, according to the account of scriptures, Lazarus was the only one Jesus raised from the grave. According to the account of scriptures. Amen? Is there another person Jesus raised from the grave? He raised me from the dead, but not from the grave. So, the event of Lazarus was very new. They say, we know you have been raising people, but not like this one you are about to do now. We don't, we don't want you to disgrace yourself, master. We don't want you. The guy is already smelling. And Ministry of Environmental Affairs, they will come after you because the pollution will be all over the place. Master, please. The same people who wanted, because they were the ones not complaining. They were the ones complaining. Master, we know we want our brother to live, but don't do this one. This one, we know, you know, don't. Just leave it. The place will be stinking. But Jesus said, take away the stones. When they took away the stones, watch this. I told us that Jesus manifested in the issue of Lazarus, Jesus manifested in three dimensions. The first dimension he manifested, he manifested as a prophet. The prophetic manifested when he said, Lazarus, listen, they told him Lazarus is sick, but he told his disciples that Lazarus is dead. It was amazing. They never told him Lazarus was dead. They sent a telegram or a message or WhatsApp or whatever. They told him that Lazarus is sick. But he told his disciples that Lazarus is dead. So by the prophetic intuition, he was able to get the signal that Lazarus was dead. So he manifested as a prophet. The second dimension that Jesus manifested in, he manifested as a priest. When he got to the place, John 11.35, the Bible says, and Jesus wept. Scripture says we have not a high priest who is not touched by the feeling of our infirmity. Jesus Christ, when he comes to where you are, he tries to identify.
identify with the matter you are going through. That's what he does. As a priest, when he comes as a priest, you're having pain. So you're having pain. Oh, sorry. Sorry, okay. I feel your pain. You know why? Because when the Bible says, look at this. When God created you and I, God created us in his image after his likeness. He connected your feelings to his feelings. That's why the Bible says we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Do you know that anytime, I, I, I said sometime in PE, I said, I said, um, I said, every time you are sick, God wants you healed faster than you even want to get healed. Because as your body is uncomfortable, so is his body. You feel pain, he's feeling it. So God wants you to be healed so that he can be okay. Why? Because you are made in his image after his likeness. Anything that happens to you is actually happening to God. As a believer, anything you are happy that's happening to you, is just happening to you. So what did Jesus do? He came there, he identified with them. Number one, now they have been arguing, uh, if he truly loves us, why is he not coming? If he truly loves us, why is he wasting time? If he truly, uh, and, and Jesus now came. When Jesus came, Jesus sat with them. He sat with them and he cried with them. There is difference between crying and weeping. Crying is about the tears. Weeping is about the brokenness of the heart. So when Jesus came, Jesus did not cry. The Bible never said Jesus cried. The Bible said Jesus wept. Weeping means it was coming from the inside of the heart. The Bible said weeping endures for a night. He's not talking about tears. He's talking about weeping. Weeping, people weep when they lose precious things. When your heart is broken into a hundred places, that is when we say you are weeping. A man can be weeping without tearing. You can weep without seeing tears in your eyes. When you weep, your heart is broken. So when Jesus, they never saw tears, but Jesus felt the pain more than they did. They never saw water in his eyes, but he felt the pain more than they did. The last one Jesus manifested was that he manifested as a king. He came in as a prophet. He wept with them as a priest, but then he spoke as a king. For the Bible said, where the word of a king is, there is power. He said, where have you laid Lazarus? They said, master, come and see. He said, take away the stone. When they took away the stone, he knelt down. He said, father, I know that thou hearest me always, but for the sake of those that are around, oh God, I am praying so that everybody will know that you are the resurrection and the life. That when I speak, you back up my word. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that the, that the death of Lazarus was not unto death, but is to the glory of God. Let me say this. I said on Friday that Jesus said, this man is born blind because the work of God should be manifested in him. So I asked myself, so you mean this man has been suffering all these years just so that the power of God can be manifested in him. So you mean Lazarus died? No, did you see it? He said, he said, this death is to the what? Glory of God. In other words, God was also a part of whatever was happening. God allowed it to happen so that he could take the glory. So when he got there, 
Is that they were stoned, they took it away, and the place was smelling. I believe everybody was putting their hands on their nose and they were running away. And Jesus said, When Jesus prayed, Jesus knelt down. You know why Jesus had to specifically call the name of the person he wanted to rise? Because if he had said, Come out, every dead person in the sepulchre, every dead person in that area would have risen. So he had to specifically call the name of one man. Because the Bible says the voice, he said the dead shall hear his voice and live. So that moment Jesus changed dimension from talking to living people to talking to dead people. So he was about to speak to the dead. So now what did he do? He had to specifically call the name of the person he wanted to leave so that there's no catastrophe there. Because all the graveyard could have broken open. Dead people would have come out. So he said, Lazarus, you are the only one I want now. So that people will know that God is a faithful to them that love him. So he said, Lazarus, come out. Is that what he did? Is that what he did? Lazarus, come out. No? The Bible says he shouted. You know why he shouted? He was angry at the spirit of death. He said, spirit of death, you have taken he that I love. Now it's time to let him go. Shabada. Do you know that everything that has died in your life is only waiting for a word from God? Whatever is quiet in your life is only waiting for a word from God. If God can speak a word to your dead womb, your dead womb will come back to life. If God can speak a word to your dead life, your dead life can come back to life. If God can speak a word to your dead family, your dead family can come back to life. All your problems are waiting for is a word from God. And do you know God told me this morning that I should tell you that there is a word for every dead situation in your life. Whatever seem to be dead, whatever seem to be quiet, whatever seem to be redundant, the Lord is about to raise it up just by one word from his mouth. Come on somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody say speak the word to me Lord. Say speak the word to me Lord. Say speak the word to me. My God I cannot tell you that God is about to speak a word over your life and over your destiny. Whatever seem to be quiet he's about to come back to life but you got to dare to believe God you got to dare to trust in his word you got to dare to trust in what he told you for whatever he says must come to pass what did he do? Lazarus come fast the Bible said and he that was dead the dead cannot resist his voice. The dead is not stubborn enough to resist the word of God. Is your kidney dead? It will come back to life. Is your lung packing up? It will come back to life. Whatever is not okay in your body, God's word can check it back to life. It doesn't matter what people say about you. When the word of God comes to you, the word of God will raise you up. And I prophesy to you that my God will raise you up. Everything that is dying, everything that is already dead, everything that is already buried, my Jesus raises it back 
Watch me. Listen, it doesn't matter the grave where they've buried what is yours. Listen, we have different types of graves. We have the physical grave that you see. We have the witchcraft grave. We have the graves that are lost. That there are laws that are set in motion. That as soon as something dies, it's not supposed to resurrect. There are some of you, your things are buried in the grave of witchcraft. It doesn't matter where they are buried. Psalms 24. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. The gates that have locked you up. The grave that has kept you down. The grave that has kept you incarcerated. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. I came to speak to the gate that has held what belongs to you. I came to talk to the gate that has held what is rightfully yours. That they are letting you go now. full of bones every time he appears is the right time he knows what to do about the critical problem that you carry every time he appears is the right time according to you according to you you said it's late You say, I am late. But God says, you are late-est. Hey! Mother Nahaya! The best house is not yet built. The best wedding is not yet conducted. The most beautiful car is not yet created. The best life is not yet done. When God appears, it might look late, but you become the latest, the latest in town. Am I talking to somebody? By the power of God, you are becoming the latest. 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 Jesus commanded Lazarus to come back and Lazarus came back but the guy couldn't move he was alive but he couldn't talk he couldn't hear he couldn't speak why he was tired Jesus never said 
Europe leave. Jesus said, I have done my part. You go now and take the rope away. Go now and take the grave clothes away. In other words, if I have done it, stop complaining about it. If I've done it already, stop complaining about the matter. What you got to do, go and start doing something with it. My God, I don't know what I'm talking about. If God has told you, I've opened your doors. You got to go through the door yourself. He's not going to go through the door for you. You're the one to go through the door. If God told you, I've raised you up. You cannot enjoy what God has given to you. Am I talking to somebody? If he has done it for you, he said, lose him. Let him go. They went and lose Lazarus. And can I tell you something? When a person starts decomposing, the, 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 the first thing, one of the first things that starts decomposing is the inside. The kidneys, all those lungs and everything starts dying. The eye socket, everything. And maybe, just maybe, maybe there were maggots already that had eaten the eye and eaten the ear and eaten some things in this body. But you know what? When Jesus spoke, all the maggots had to release what they ate. I had another. Release what they ate. He said, I will restore the years the canker worm, the years the pama worm, the years the caterpillar has eaten. Whatever they have eaten, they are giving it back to you. They are giving it back to you. Watch this. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come back to life. You know what? The maggot that ate the kidney. Take back. The maggot that ate the lungs. Take it back. They had to redonate what they ate. Let me prophesy. Whoever or whatsoever has taken what is yours, they return it by fire. They return it by fire. They return it by fire. is returned. Your glory is returned. Your peace is returned. Your rest is returned. Whatever they stole from you, the thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that you might have it and give it back in abundance. Whatever was taken from you, of the spirit. God asked me to tell you that you ain't going to remain 
Bible says, and Lazarus came back to life. Now, the Jews, everybody that was coming to pay Mary and Martha condolence visit, they began to shiver. The people that owed Lazarus a lot of money. That were happy that Lazarus was dead. Kai. They came, oh, they were crying, you know. But in the end, they said, Thank God Lazarus is dead. We're not going to need to pay this money anymore. Now, all of a sudden. It was announced. Lazarus is back to life. And those who wrote you off, they are about to catch heart attack because they will hear how much God has brought you back to life. Makadabazode. Listen, the Bible says the Jews conspired to kill Lazarus again. Would they conspire to kill Lazarus because they knew what the resurrection of Lazarus meant? Lazarus was going to come for their money, for his money, and Lazarus was an evidence, an undeniable proof of the sovereignty of Jesus. So they said, They said, as long as Lazarus is alive. This one is a conspicuous, tangible, palpable, evident proof that Jesus is truly the son of the living. So they say, let us kill his testimony so that everybody will say, ah, he was just faking it. He was just faking it. But you know what? Lazarus lived and lived and lived and lived and lived and lived. Nobody can kill what God has anointed to live. Nobody can kill you. And you know what? If God brings you back and restores you, nobody can take you back to where God brought you from. Somebody say, nobody can take me back to where God brought me from. When God heals you, it's permanent. When he delivers you, it's permanent. When he saves you, it's permanent. Whatever he does for you is permanent. Give you a birthday gift. You are no more in the grave. The God I serve within the next 24 hours. Let them shock you to your bones. Let them shock you to your bones. Let them shock you to your bones. The God I serve. Let him bless you with a miracle. Lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. Thank you. 
steps okay but with God when we say supernatural it's like this believe God for the abnormal believe God for the incredible for the ridiculous believe God that he can take you from point A to point 100 but do you know what when God takes you to, from point A to point 100, all the temptations and the persecution you were supposed to face in point 2, point 3, point 4, point 5, He will store them up in point 100 for you. Are you ready? Will you be ready for it? Because yeah, that's what happens. So for every stage we go through, God can give you double. He can increase your, your speed. He can, he can pass a few steps. But the temptations and the trials that are in every stage you will still have to go through them so if you can pass them then you are qualified to occupy any position in life lift up your hands i want us to see jesus as the one who resurrects now see him as the resurrection and the life i want us to take that dimension when blind Bartimaeus saw Jesus, he shouted, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. What did he do? He was touching the mercy side of Jesus. And Jesus said, they didn't touch Jesus. So the name you call Jesus determines what you sap from him. So when we say Jesus, the resurrected one, intervene in my life. Move in my health. Move in my family. Move. Are you ready to pray? Because he told me this morning, he said, if they can touch the resurrection side of me, I will raise every dead thing in their lives. Are you ready? Say, Jesus, the resurrected one. 
by the power of resurrection come into my life Jesus the resurrected Lord by the power of resurrection come into my life come into my life come into my life come 